so many memories have come flooding back. I put this song on repeat, just crying my eyes out. It made me feel so bloody alive. This song really nails the feeling of nostalgia for a place. And we all just stopped talking and just stared at the radio. Like, what is that? It's part of the noble genre of songs by women about masturbation. I love it. I love I that love song it. so much. Box. Meet people through their music with Ash Berdebez on FBI. Big ups to Alex Pye for taking care of your morning. Three hours of good tunes and you can find them all on the programs and playlists page on Out of the Box today. Our guest is Deb Mansfield. Deb Mansfield is an artist. Her art is neither here nor there. Deb is obsessed with the spaces in between. So there's spaces that seem to challenge the idea of boundaries, like a tidal zone or a swamp. Mm -hmm. Anyway, welcome on Out of the Box, Deb Mansfield. Thank, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. So how was it putting together your playlist for today? Because I feel like it's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a tall ask, a bit of a big no, ask. No, oh my God, no. I've been so daggerly excited about it. It feels like an Academy Award winning thing. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, my, like to my family. Yeah, really, really, like someone could take me out after I walk out of here and I'd be okay. <laughs> Just, um, no, so I, yeah, I've been really excited. I've, um, was it the other day I was meant to write a lecture and I was like, fuck that, I'm going to do my FBI playlist. So <laughs> it was, um, yeah, no, I've had heaps of fun with it. It's hard though. It's so hard. Eight songs. Yeah. What the? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's the canon. It's, it's your life in music. So I guess uh, you're, you're a lecturer as mm -hmm. well as being an artist, yep. um, an academic. Yeah. I've been through a lot Oh, I liked you up until then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, yeah. you, you moved to Newcastle to mm. pursue your teaching career. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm up there as well. Yep. Um, yep. Newcastle. You've moved around um, a lot, but landing in Newcastle, is it, yeah. uh, is it the place of dreams? Is it the <laughs> ideal? Uh, I think um, it, it, it's, t oh, it's, an, it's a town of extremes. Uh, the things there that are really amazing, and then there's things that are there that are just heartbreakingly bad. You like know? the gigantic KFC. Oh my God. The KFC in the yeah, yeah, three stories. It's on, it's on Hunter Street. It's, you know, you, you kind of drive into town, you're like, oh, it's a, you know, it's, town's looks okay. And then you see a KFC and it's um, a, t a single tier. You know, kind of rolls down your cheek at the traffic light. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty ugly. It's but like you know, the size of a Westfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, how much chicken do you need? I mean, uh, really, it's it's a question. How yeah. much chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that that uh, that spot has a bit of an interesting history potentially mm. that we don't we don't know whether it's completely true. But yeah, what, yeah. Was, what was the story behind it? That's told by the Nova Castro. Well, so yeah. Uh, so my friend Mags was saying that um, when they built the KFC before that, before there, it was a beautiful cinema, like the Palace Cinema in Melbourne, amazing. And then they knocked it down overnight or something, something dramatic. And then um, when they started building and digging the foundations, they found Aboriginal um, bones and artefacts and stuff. But before it could get um, spoken about or, you know, acted yeah. upon and, you know, <laughs> like how amazing, they poured the concrete slab yeah it's dark yeah it's fucked up <laughs> like it's just yeah yeah so well yeah. i mean we got off to, a, to just a really yeah cheery cheery. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh my god now i think it's yeah. kind of the good things yeah about, uh, newcastle newcastle yeah. so yeah what are some of the what are some of the good okay things okay so the the most amazing thing is 
Um, well, there's two. Every Tuesday night I go to a dance class, which is freeform dance class, which is um, amazing because it's not, it's, you know, it's not like No Lights, No Lycra where people chat. You're not allowed to talk, which is great. And, um, but you can, I've done some moves there that are kind of, I would never pull here in Sydney. <laughs> you know, I'll be, in the, I'll be in the studio all day doing welding or grinding on these bronze things I'm making. And then that night, God, I'm... I'm sound like a wanky here, but anyway, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> and that night at the dance class, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to bust out how my body, I held my body that day welding and see if I can put that into a dance move. You're lucky you're not doing office work because that oh, would just I know. Like <laughs> Imagine oh. fully, yeah, watch me type, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, it's really good, yeah. So our first song for the day mm. Was uh, given to you by a friend. Tell us. Oh, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I first moved to Newcastle, I was working these 11-hour days, like really long days. And um, But I met this great group of people. And we started a slide club because I found all these NASA space slides in my filing cabinet in my office. Wait, that is so cool. I so know, how, right? How did... Like hundreds of them. You're kidding. No. And so I... And they were um, educational NASA space slides from before Halley's Comet. That's anyway, so, cool. so I met. The, I had this group of friends, and we'd every once a month have slide club in my living room. We'd project the slides, drink bourbon, eat bacon and cheese balls. You know, <laughs> class the Man, entire I way. Wish we were yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so we did that once a month. And one of my mates there, Ben, he's got a great taste. Well, great taste in music, I think. And he got me on to belong. And so I, you know, would have these work days where I'd just go into this university. No one was there. I was just working my ass off, and I'd play this song on repeat obsessively so, so it reminds me of my office but in a good way so it's called perfect life by belong brought in by my guest today deb mansfield and out of the box
you tuned into FBI 94.5. That was a divine track brought in by my guest today, Deb Mansfield, and it was Perfect Life by Belong. Yes. And Belong You Do in Newcastle. <laughs> oh, do I? <laughs> no. Well, it kind of seems like you might have a bit of a... I know, a vagabond I, spirit. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I think if I'm there in five years, you can drive up, and have I, you have my permission to run me over. <laughs> really, really, and then reverse. So, yeah, and I do guess it again. I yeah. won't do that. No. Even if I do have <laughs> but um, you seem to have moved around a lot. I mean, yeah. One of the one of the places you uh have lived in was yeah. Japan. Yes. Where you were, uh, from all reports, a seafaring type. You were uh, you used to sail? You were, you were a ship? Um, a um, skipper? Yeah, I've done that. Oh, yeah? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I get okay, so this, this is interesting. Yeah. This is part yeah. of your, your mythology about yourself that is completely false. Yeah, and I don't know, I'm not really sure how to spin it yet because it's all kind of new. But um, So I, I'm kind of interested in my art practice of taking things that I have done and um, embellishing it a lot. So, yeah, I, I used to live in Japan for four years and worked as a hostess, and which, you know, when you say that, a lot of people kind of raise their eyebrows and, I don't know, maybe think that I gave blowjobs six <laughs> nights a week <laughs> for, for a long time. But uh, it was hostess get into skipper? Like, how did you go? Because oh, it's so much more interesting, <laughs> I think. Like, hostessing was really boring. It was just showing pictures of, you know, Australian photo books to people that wanted to learn English. So, and singing songs. Whereas, you know, to me, the seafaring life um, seems really exciting and um, something... I don't know, it, it, it's story, I love storytelling, right? And so seafaring, you know, vernacular always seems to be one of those spaces where storytelling and embellishing is accepted and great. And so, yeah, yeah that's kind of what I'm interested in, yeah. Okay, so yeah. It's, not, it's not a lie that you actually tell people you know, it's just a lie that's actually wrapped up in your art practice. Yeah, 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 I'm not an asshole. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, much, but, you know, I don't know, maybe I am. But, um, yeah, it's not about uh, tricking people, it's really about... I make this artwork and I can't stand how, you know, the, the more I move through academia, the more I, I've been practicing for 15 years, there's these spaces where artists are meant to um, be really creative, yeah. really subversive, and then, oops, yeah, no, the moment you cross into this line, can you please be incredibly truthful and deconstruct your work yeah, in the most analyze. boring, mm. like, you know, come on. So, And I'm not saying that that doesn't have its value. It absolutely does. But, God, we just follow the the cue so orderly like yeah. why can't we be a bit more playful with it and i guess it shouldn't have to apply to everyone so no it's like an artist statement like what's, yeah. what's an artist statement for those yeah who don't and you know you frequently look at them oh well you know it's uh, you know you get the emails like can you please send me an artist statement no more than 150 words it's it's like it's uh, you know i don't know i don't i rarely read anyone else's artist statement and so i think if someone has read my artist statement i'd rather put a story there for them mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's it, yeah, that says, yeah, I, I was a yeah. sailor on the Sea of Japan and now I make artwork about sailors. I mean... It's a nice lie to tell. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was speaking to my friend Sean last night. She reckons I'm going to get burned at some stage, which is true. I think I'll get bitten on the ass. I mean, you are telling this on the radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I mean, really. I do see the utility in it, though. I just was doing a marketing role for... a arts festival yeah and so you have to get this kind of um, yes a bit of bio yeah bit of an idea about the work yeah and when people did get kind of like airy fairy about it and try and create this air of like this is art yeah i couldn't understand what it would be and i couldn't yeah. therefore tell people what yeah. it would be and then you wouldn't get people to look at your art because they wouldn't have any I idea know. 
what it's about. Yeah, and it's and yeah, I don't know the answer. All I know is after 15 years, I'm just slightly bored of it. So mm. I'm trying to think of ways. I don't think it's necessarily. I'm not doing anything new. There's lots of artists that mess with time beforehand. But yeah, mm. it's kind of interesting. And it's kind of like being told how you know a rainbow works, and it's kind of like it takes a magical way. So I think it's kind of like that yeah. with art. In different situations. Did you just call me a rainbow? Maybe. Right. Well, let's take a track that is from your time in Japan. I yes. think that's is kind of kind of fitting. Yeah. So we're gonna take a song yep. called King of the Road. Yeah. Is this about yourself? No oh no. So um in the hostess bar every Wednesday night we had showtime and um we had to sing songs and so the other girls would sing really great sultry songs like summertime mm. and um i can't do sexy you know <laughs> pe pe people ask what's wrong when i try you know friends come over they're like do you need a glass of water what's happening so i can't i can't do that so my song was king of the road um and that was the one i was known for and would sing every wednesday night but why this um i grew up um oh, it's so daggy just like it was dad's mixtape when we had to do road trips and i just love um, you know, nostalgia. So it was kind of wild that later on in Japan doing this weird ass job, and I can't sing, by the way. I should I should really state that. <laughs> just it was just because I was you know in a bar. It's not like I'm a singer. Okay. Yeah. Hostess <laughs> vibe is really. I know weird. it's it hard. Seems to suit you at all? No, it doesn't. <laughs> happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's King of the Road by Roger Miller on Out of the Box FBI. Deb Mansfield is my guest today. Trailer for sale or rent Rooms to let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets Ain't got no cigarettes Ah, oh, but two hours of pushing broom Buys a eight by twelve four-bit room I'm a man of means by no means Boxcar, midnight train, destination banger, main. Whoa, worn out suit and shoes. I don't pay no union dues. I smoke old stogies. I have found short but not too big around. I'm a man of means by no means. King of the road. I know every engineer on every train All of the children and all of their names And every handout in every town And every lock that ain't locked when no one's around I sing trailers for sale or rent Rooms to let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets Got no cigarettes, uh, but two hours of pushing broom buys a eight by twelve four bit room. I'm a man of means by no means, king of the road. Trailers for cigarettes, rooms to let fifty cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. I ain't got no cigarettes, uh, but 
That was actually the daggiest thing that's happened on the show for a while, and I'm glad it did. Thank you, Dad Mansfield. You are welcome. Roger Miller track, very uh, Dad Roger. I know, vibes. really. Yeah, and the whole idea behind that song was yeah. that you were you were singing it as a hostess in Japan, but yeah. I feel like being a hostess is kind of like, yeah, I guess a downgraded geisha vibe where it's like you're supposed to actually be a little bit sexy and talented, yeah. and there you are. Yeah, not sexy and not talented. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. No, that's great. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, You misconstrued that one. No, yeah. Like I was just 19 and very awkward and got this job there at this bar, but it it was the most boring job I've ever had. What were you doing? So, you know, it was six nights a week, seven till two, 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. And customers would come in and just want to learn English quite earnestly, but drink while doing that. So we had a series of atlases and books on Australia in the bar, and there were Canadian women there. And, um, oh, there was this one woman, Nancy. God, I hated her. She was from California. And I used to have to sing with her the duet, California Dreaming, for two years, right? Imagine every Wednesday night singing. And she, before every time we sang this in Japanese, would go, Hi, my name's Nancy. Um, I'm about to sing for you, you know, California Dreaming. I'm from California. And I just wanted to punch her in the fucking throat. Like, I just (laughs) was like, I cannot (laughs) take it. Because my part was the echo part. So, you know, imagine the eye rolling. I was just like, oh, the the leaves. Yeah, it was just like a particular kind of hell. So... But I, it, feel, it, I feel sorry for young you. Oh, me too. But I got a lot of cash and was able to backpack, so that was good. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the many things in your in your career that's kept you moving around. Yeah. Um, I guess it kind of might be worth talking about. Kind of, maybe. Yeah. might be worth talking about your art practice then because it yeah. has been part of what's let you uh, travel the world to yeah. weird places. Yeah. It, exclusively weird places. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit about um, your work with the spaces in between and the idea of a literal spaces? spaces? Yeah. And not literally literal, <laughs> littoral. Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah, I've always, uh, you know, the last residency I did was in Newfoundland, which is, you know, that island above Nova Scotia. It's got a long seafaring history. And then I've done Tasmania. But I, the one of the bigger ones that I loved was going to Louisiana. And yeah. that was in 2007 on a scholarship. And what yeah. what is a literal space, and why would why would oh, we okay. have one of those? So it, um, it, you know, it goes from the high tide mark to the low tide mark. So if you think about, I grew up around mangroves. At the low tide, I can stand amongst trees and see the high tide mark, which spins me out. I quite find that amazing that with, twice a day, I could be underwater. But where I am now standing is that daggy that but yeah I, I, I you know so the, these really these things that are neither land nor water huge pushes of both just constantly going back and forth I find that exciting to physically be in there and also write about and make artwork about yeah awesome so when when your art is made about these places mm. what kind of things do we end up seeing seeing yeah um so I've done like things like I did years ago I a massive um uh, photographic emulsion painted onto the wall um, at the Institute of Modern Art in Brisbane where I just I made the wall the photograph and it was all of mangroves and so I had to turn the gallery into a dark room and I do things like photo tapestries and I come from photo media but I'm getting more and more into I suppose sculpture if you want to call it that but um yeah so photo tapestries massive murals prints and um of landscapes I rarely do people I've done oh I'm doing people for a show coming up at Pom Pom but they're headless so baby steps right because (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> they're two like sailor men and now I'm in a Guernsey jumper you know I think that's how you pronounce it you know those um knitted jumpers that like um that men wear who are sailors yep. it's kind of like they look a bit fit it look a bit handsome in it oh damn yeah and so I bet they're headless so uh, that's yeah still hot too yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the best yeah 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 it's uh it's almost time to take a song but yeah. I, think I, I want to take a song that has some relevance to your time in uh in louisiana yes because, yes um clearly you've got a lot of, uh, a lot of literal space yeah there, a lot of, yeah uh, swamps lot of tidal swampy yeah. locations but you've yeah. also got a lot of dolly parton i know is, yeah i know when yeah, i did my residency there i made sure i went to louisiana via dollywood which is in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and um, it's in the Smoky Mountains. And it was, yeah, like, a, you know, I love Dolly. Who doesn't? I mean, you'd yeah, ask, you'd ask them to leave the dinner table, right, yeah. if they didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can go now. Um, so, yeah, I went to Dollywood and went on the log ride at Dollywood and this storm was coming and the, so lightning was hitting these peaks around us as we were going down the log ride, my friend Romy and I. Wait, wait, what is a log ride? You a just log ride. A log and just it's like Dreamworld log ride. It's just like a – but it's Dollywood. So I think, you know – Dolly's face is on the side or something but I also bought <laughs> the, the different. yeah 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 but I also bought these um can I say the diamante thing the, these diamante tracksuit pants that were um hot pink and on the ass in a curve it had Dollywood and I bought them in that 2007 and then um I put on weight and as my ass expanded the diamantes would like pop off <laughs> so it's, it ended up looking like a bad um you know uh petrol station road road sign on my ass for years but I didn't throw them out until they were you know really I couldn't fit into them anymore so you, you're saying you put on weight when you were in Louisiana no afterwards, afterwards. yeah 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 oh, that's yeah because I thought it would happen in Louisiana no yeah kind of food you I know eat. they have some crazy ass bad food there like uh, I just still can't quite believe it but um no so it made me not eat in, in New Orleans, I ate a lot of um, Cajun food, like uh, turtle etouffee, and I tried everything. I ate a lot of alligator. But the fried stuff, you just it's funny for about a minute, and then you just feel like vomiting a bit. Yeah. Sorry, that's a really bad conversation, isn't it? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Really? Yeah. You your, uh, yeah. You got your alligator? Yeah. My gator. So now it's time for a track from that time in your life, and it's... By Unite by Stuart Shulman. Have yeah. I said it right? Yeah, but it's based on a Balfour Brothers um, mm-hmm. song. And so they're the sort of, I suppose, Cajun music's most famous band. And Stuart just um, did a reworking of it for a film called Passion Fish. Nice. Yeah. Right. On Out of the Box, FBI, Dev Mansfield is my guest today.
Oh, it was a bit beautiful. Yeah, I All like right. it. Pretty haunting. Yeah, Stuart Shulman version of Bayou Night. By the Balfour Brothers. Mm-hmm. Good Cajun music. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess we might just move straight on to our next track. Yeah. We've been yakking. <laughs> just, talking, just talking a lot. And it might be nice to go with something that's mm. a little bit of a departure yes. from, uh, from Bayou Night. Something by the Cocteau Twins. So what have we got here? Yes. Um, so Blind, Dumb, Deaf is this song I've been listening to for 20 years. I don't know what they're saying outside of Blind, Dumb, Deaf, but I don't know what to say about this song other than it's one of those ones that um, it's a bit of a heart song. It gets me going. And it's, it's one of those songs that um, in that really daggy way, you just want everyone you know to like it because you like it so much. It's as yeah. simple as that. Yeah, yeah, it's that. It's and that how, song. That's how you know that someone's a good person when they like a song that you're yeah. like. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. 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 You need to get get a hang. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to you just need to like connect on that level. So actually, I think the, the Cocker Twins, their thing is that they don't say any words. I know. It's all gobbledygook. I know, and I wonder if that's why I like it. That you can't. It's just always out of reach. It always sounds like they're just trying to say something. Yeah. Because it's, it's it always feels like you've just misheard something. Yeah, totally. I quite like it's that. Of, it's weird because I mean, it would sound. It doesn't sound bizarre. No. It kind of sounds like no, language, but it absolutely has no rules. It just sounds. Yeah. No. Bees knees. Fantastic. Blind Deaf Done by the Cocteau Twins on Out of the Box FBI.
On Out of the Box, FBI 94.5, my guest brought that song in, Cocteau Twins, Blind, Deaf, Dumb, because why not? It's yeah. a great song. <laughs> Dead Mansfield, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So I guess um, we've got another song. We might as well stay in the past yes. a little bit. Yeah. How about we do that? It's comfy. Um, Kate Bush. Oh, so God. what are your feelings about Kate Bush? I just, she's my spirit animal. I just, <laughs> I just love, I love, I've been listening to Kate Bush since I was 13 when I bought um, The Whole Story you know her best of or one of her best ofs and then she, her storytelling which you know I'm a sucker for storytelling is just amazing you know you and the way she also as someone who loves dancing as much as me you watch any of her film clips and the way she uses her body she's just the artist I think you yeah, know a true artist yeah and then level. and then as every single one of my friends knows about four years ago I found I only found out that we share the same birthday wow. I, I know just just <laughs> take it just take a moment like really <laughs> it's it's nauseating how much I go on about it now but um yeah my so friend when you celebrate your birthday you're actually celebrating Kate Bush's birthday yeah 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 and when I my really good friend Em um one time she said to me when's your birthday and I said oh I share the same birthday with Kate Bush but I didn't give her the date and then um I I just presumed M would go research that. <laughs> and so Still M don't know your birthday. Yeah, yeah. And then she missed my birthday and I didn't say anything. But um and then like weeks later I was like, Yeah, you know, just ever the drama. I was like, You've missed my birthday and she's like, Why didn't you fucking tell me? <laughs> and I was like, I did. I clearly told you it was Kate Bush's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> anyway, so um yeah, so this song Hello Earth right is um all I've taken some title or some you know lyrics from it to title my work before but it's this space satellite perspective of the earth and so Kate Bush writes from this um she is the satellite or she's an astronaut in space and she's seeing you know those white swirls of cloud that when a storm yeah. starts which when you listen to this song it's just amazing you really get a visual for it and then she starts doing this calling out to sailors and fishermen and cruisers to just get out of the water and I really like that idea of someone seeing, um, you know, looking in from the edge and seeing the trauma that it's about to happen. Because I think that's a real human condition, you know, that, oh, and you see it with friends all the time, like they're in a bad place or, I don't know, that, that outsider's perspective, you're like, don't do that. And, it's, and you still got to shout out, they're not going to hear you. But it's quite be beautiful, I think, to care for people, si you know, not silently, but to still invest in their care, even though, you know, they can't hear you. Yeah. To look down from your satellite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a bit of a warning. And it does, yeah. it does actually feed back into those ideas behind your work where you've got a, a kind of preoccupation with uh, seafaring and storms. Yeah, and yeah. And that it's, and that there's a, it can be futile, you know, but it's still worthwhile, I think. Just one hand held apart. I can't. 
wonderfully gloomy track <laughs> by Kate Bush called Hello Earth, brought in by my guest on Out of the Box today, Deb Mansfield. Hi. <laughs> Getting all emotional about Getting, that song. Yeah, just let me just have a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on your satellite, yeah. looking down at the earth and telling people to out. Yeah, get to shore. All right. Well, we were just about to spin <laughs> another track called Fallen. Yeah. With an apostrophe. There's no G. It's, yeah. pr- it's pretty street. street. <laughs> Apostrophes are the epitome of street. Clearly. And it's by De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club. Yes. And it sounds like a, a kind of early 90s vibe. Yeah. Is this where it comes from for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a friend, I, um, um, I love this story because a friend made me a mixtape. So I'm old enough um, to be pre-internet. And, and when I lived in, yeah, I know, I know. And when I lived in Japan, I remember my Canadian mate, Jamie, he goes, oh, we're all going to bike down to this um, shop and we can write letters to our parents, but they get there immediately. And we m- signed up to hop mail because we, yeah, that happened to me. Wait, yeah. so you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually talked yeah. about it like a letter that you yeah, 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 no, and it gets there Yeah, yeah, that's actually what was said. <laughs> and we, and like five of us hopped on bicycles and rode down to this, um, this, it, I, w- I want to say cafe, but it, it, anyway, there were these two computers in the corner and three of us sat on one computer each and we took turns writing um, fast letters to <laughs> And it was just, yeah. And so um, a friend the other day gave me shit and said, um, I bet you, you know, your first Hotmail account, I, I, it was just Deb because that's how old I am. I just got the first Deb. Did you actually? No, no. Oh, I can't. it would be so amazing. No, I know. But anyway. I, wasn't though. I, I need to know because oh, it kind of says so much about a person, how bad their first email I know. Was. And you know what? I really like you and I'm not going to say if I, t- if I tell you mine, will you tell me yours? N- no, not really a- bad. Not at all. I'm so not. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm hundred percent sure. No one's going to know. Yeah, mine. I know. It's your responsibility now. It is my responsibility. Okay, will you tell me yours first? Okay, mine was Lil underscore Nugget. The Nugget was spelt wrong. Lil uh, underscore Nugget at hotmail.com. Two G's, two T's. Oh, that's a bit cute. That's a bit cute. It's like like cheek pinching cute. <laughs> that's me. Okay. Oh God, who are you to do this to me? Okay, it was yeah. I'll catch you later. <laughs> um, so it was. Um, it's probably not that. It was all one word, and it was oh really Deb, but all the R's were replaced with L's because. There was a customer at the bar who, um, so it was oh really, oh Lily Deb, um, because he used to just request me every time he came in and say nothing to me at all, but that for two hours you sit with the customer, yeah, yeah. So, and then because that was clearly torturous, I thought it would be hilarious to make that my hotmail account. And then what an idiot, because why continue the torture? So (laughs) you're emailing your parents from, yeah. Yeah. And then I really think back to it. I don't even know if they had a hotmail account. So how did they get it? Like, Like, in the email yeah and dad yeah like i don't know what i was doing so um but in that era of of before magic basically Mm -hmm. when um my friend made me a mixtape and there was this song on it and i just loved it because it was this D La Soul teenage fan club and then I lost the mixtape and I didn't know the name of the song I didn't know anything about it yeah yeah and you know I couldn't look up anything 
and then a few and then I forgot that I even knew the song you know that thing so a few years ago I went fuck what was that song I used to get jiggy to (laughs) 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 yeah 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 um and then I and then I did a bit of internetting and um found it and then I was like oh yeah it's because there was this movie that Emilio Estevez was in in the 90s called Judgment Night. Oh, okay, and he used to be cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, have you ever seen Young Guns no. or Young Guns 2? Because no. it's the Young Guns, but again. And um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's when Emilio... Anyway, that's the quality of um, acting we're talking about. But he was in this film where a bunch of guys were in a camper van and they got lost in the ghetto in LA. And that's the movie. And because it was about race relations and trying to um, tackle that topic the producers obviously thought to do a soundtrack where they got bands who never worked together to come together and make magic and so that's how D La Soul and Teenage Fan Club made this awesome song that's great when you want to be responsible for that soundtrack yeah it's kind of like creating yeah his collaboration yeah 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 but you did say something a second ago about yeah. um the quality of the acting and so yes. I thought I should probably yeah. just like yeah dredge up yeah. stories of your oh. <laughs> so you you were a <laughs> Shit. you were an actor i did at some point. i did yeah i did five years of a lot of student um films and short films <laughs> that entered in competition oh my god this yeah, is like and, and this why, is like couch space here um why would you do that of, to myself do you remember any of your roles? yeah yeah okay so the first roles? film i ever did was this um this film for this university all these film students and it was called Janet's bookstore please no one look that up like I I am <laughs> Janet's book begging store. you the, I'm hope it's dead I just hope it was anyway I had I played this um 17 year old girl who had a boyfriend but then she got crushed out on her boyfriend's mother and so I had to pash this woman in this scene and it was really I was really, you know, I'm just, well, and also I was, just, well, I don't know what it was, but I'm traumatized from it still. But um, <laughs> it was like this woman, this act, other actress was 45 and I was 17 and um, horrendous. Anyway, the short, yeah, oh my God. I Can you, could, you, could you believe the love though when you actually, did you ever watch the film after? Yeah, I, 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 the thing that um, is in my memory the most, because this is now over 20, oh, you're about 20 years ago is I remember the feeling of watching it and going Christ that's a lot of makeup like whoever did my makeup uh, you know spatula neighbors makeup level like just wild so um anyway that's and then I did so I did lots of little student films like that and then really realized that I'm the worst actor like I'm so bad, like well, so bad at it's it. It's just nice that you can say that to yourself. Like, yeah. Not not need to. Well, be to everyone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be a star. Yeah, like, no, no, really no I am really shit Coming at acting. Now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, um, but so you know, but that maybe made me appreciate Emilio a bit more because he really brings it in Young Guns, I think. And this song is from that soundtrack. Here we go, and out of the box with Deb Mansfield. <laughs> Yo, kids! What's up? Remember when I used to be 
dough. Yeah. I own a pocket full of fame. But look what you're doing now. I know. Well, I know. I lost touch with reality. Now my personality is an unwanted commodity. Believe Can't it. believe I used to be Mr. Steve Austin on the mic. Six million ways I used to run it. I guess Oscar Goldman got mad. Cause I got loose circuits. So loose. I be the mother goose with the eggs that seem to be That, that is one of the most silly collaborations I've ever heard. I just love kind of like... 
What is that? So cool when you're young. I know, yeah. so grunge. Like, just like, oh man. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard for your lunch. Yeah. D. Lassel. Yeah. And Teenage Teen- Fan Club. <laughs> See, the D-last hole bit's good, right? But yeah. Teenage Fan Club, it's like, dude. Yeah, that's a summary bit. Stop that. Yeah. Let's just stop that. It's called Fallen, put in by my guest on Out of the Box today, who you've been hearing the uh, songs and, and been regra- regaled by the stories of the past an hour. I think that was the most weird sentence ever, but I'm going to keep going with it. Yep, it's been so much fun. It's been too much my fun. My cheeks are hurting say, from yeah. laughing, yeah. I'm in, I'm in agony. Yeah. So, it's not just because of that song. <laughs> Yeah, it's not just because my ears are bleeding. It's because <laughs> someone out there—that's their favorite song. So I actually do like that. So like, you can get a bit shoulder jiggy. Yeah, back off, babe. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I mean, it's been it's been fun, but I think we're going for a complete change yes. of pace with our next track. Yeah. And it's called "Misery." Is my middle name? Yeah, it's a good good song. So Warren Ellis. Yeah. And John Ellis. His dad. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I think of Warren Ellis as being just like an eternal dad anyway, so imagine <laughs> his dad is kind of like imagining Father Time. Yeah. Well, I just love... Have you seen Warren perform? Yeah. I like oh. how he just puts, puts his back when he's playing violin, puts his back to really? the and just kind of... His back is the most entertaining yeah. back I've ever seen. Yeah, and he just... Yeah, but and so that's how all I ever knew him was, you know, Dirty Three and and whatnot and then this recording is with his dad in a studio for a radio show as part of this amazing compilation called where joy joy kills sorrow and um but warren is at does this talking bit at the beginning where and he goes to talk and his dad's like oh what's your language you know like it's so sweet so it's it's, he's not he's not the warren you know you can tell he's he's singing with his dad so he's yeah he's totally he's with his dad and he's behaving and then they do this really great song but the compilation was all these australian artists um doing covers and collabs so there's um i think there's mick harvey on it um uh Paul Kelly, lo- lo- lots of people, you know, um, whose names have all just left my head because <laughs> I've got a microphone in, in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either. But, you know, yeah. It, and so my sister first got me, is this okay to say all this? Yeah, st- totally. No, I'd, I'd love to know why this, I'd love to know why this story is kind of relevant to you. Yeah. So life. my sister, Tony, she got, she bought this CD and um, we have this ritual where we go for car drives together and play really bad music and then really good music. And then we play each other new songs that we've heard. Because we've lived in separate cities since we were 18. So when one of us visits, we hop in their car and drive for a couple of hours. It's, Just yeah. when you've been done with the big long drive to get yeah. here. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's it's heaven. Like, you know, I love it. And so um, years ago, like I think it would have been like, yeah, so 2004 or something like that, she put this on and I was like, oh, this CD is amazing. And then um, my dad ended up buying it as well. So it's done the Mansfield um <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's covering cool. all the mansions. Yeah, and and also this song is quite funny, and it's um, you know how normally when your heart's broken, you listen to those really heavy songs. Yeah. This one's um a good one because it's still it gives you it's still a heartbreak song, but damn, it's a bit funny. It's like <laughs> it makes it nicer. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on out of the box. My Dead pleasure. <laughs> Had a lovely time. And here you up. It's Misery Is My Middle Name by Warren Ellis and John Ellis. Uh, actually, I'll just, I just, I'll just say one more little thing. I talk too much, but I'll just one little bit at the start. Okay, Warren. Okay? Watch what you're saying. Tell me when you're rolling. Are we on? Uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Warren Ellis here.
listening to the radio show. And um, this is a song my dad used to sing me when I was a kid. This is called Misery Is My Middle Name, written by Screaming Johnny Alice. And uh, this is the reason I am what I am today.